Hello, Northwest community. This is Mrs. Pinion, and we are very excited that the voice of the Viking is back. And we could not be more thrilled today than to have one of our favorite teachers here with us. And we know you all miss him desperately. Can everyone please welcome Mr. Aaron Murphy? Woo! All right, Mr. Murphy, how are you doing? Tell me, tell me what it's like for you to be teaching in a pandemic right now and be doing your job in a pandemic. Um, well, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, definitely want to um, show my appreciation for me being here. Um, it has been um, very challenging. I think one of the jobs we have as counselors is to kind of uh, build relationships with kids, with students to um, um, help them reach their goals. Um, and it's not it's not as easy to do that over an email. Um, it's not as easy to do that over a phone call. And it, we miss our students something desperately. Um, again, with the relationships that we forged and the ones that we um haven't yet with our new students kind of we're missing those connections and uh um it, it, it again it has been very very difficult um but again we'll we'll press through and we want to make sure that we give um everyone the same services that they had um before the pandemic before we left school um and we try very hard to do that and if you ever need us please feel free to reach out um, as well well i think that's one of the things that i found like it, I'm not the interviewer, but I'll just say I can empathize, like try, trying to tell people like, well, how's it going being a librarian? It's like, it's hard to run the library library from my sunroom, you know, but you have to tweak that and you have to find a way. And I think one of the things looking back on this time, I mean, we're in a historical period that we are going to, everyone's going to say, hey, we got through this. And, you know, one day people are going to ask like grandkids, or whatever, say, how, what were you doing in this? And I think the skills that your department, the guy, the counseling department is doing to help kids persevere through tough times, they're going to remember that. Mm -hmm. That's because that's how we're going to get, we, we are getting through like a historically tough period. And mm -hmm. I just don't know that we have the perspective to see that, right? to see that right now. Right. Well, um, now, so what we're going to do, we, on the voice of the Viking, we try to have 20 questions. So, so that the students in the community can get to know you a little bit better. So we're going to start way, way back to the beginning of Aaron Murphy and tell us a little <laughs> bit about where you grew up, that sort of thing. So we're going to start there and then we'll, we'll get some questions about that time period. Okay. So um, I am from Greensboro, believe it or not. Um, there's a lot of people who I meet in Greensboro who are not from Greensboro, um, but I am from Greensboro. Um, I am a graduate of Dudley High School. Um, I uh, went to A&T, North Carolina, Agricultural and Technical State University. Aggie Pride. Uh, Aggie Pride. Um, I was my first uh, my first time going to A&T. Uh, I was an earth and environmental science major. Um, and then I went to be a middle school teacher. Now, where did you teach? Um, I taught at a couple schools. So my first school was uh, my first teaching position was at Scale Greensboro. Okay. Um, then I was at Jackson Middle School. Then I was a teacher at Hairston Middle School. Um, and then from there, I started my counseling career in Chapel Hill. Um, now, I'm going to stop you here sure. for a second. So, question about that. Sure. So, what made you decide that you wanted to leave the classroom and go back and, and, go back and do the counseling? So, great question. <clears throat> so, I was coming to... I've always been a relationship person. Um, I was coming. I, it, I was. I was realizing that in the classroom, I, I kind of 
wanted to continue those relationships and make lifelong uh, connections with students um, to help them in life. Uh, but I still had curriculum to teach. I had still had curriculum to get through. So I didn't necessarily have um, the time to do that. Um, and I wanted to, again, connect with students on another level. Um, so I, I made the decision that, okay, I, I probably should. Um, that would align more with a different position. So let me. So, did you continue to work in the classroom while you did the while you did the coursework? Yes, yes. So yes, I want people yes, to really understand yes. how hard that is. Yeah. Like you're because I'm I'm taking one class at UNCG this semester. So on Tuesdays, I come go from here, go home, try to feed my family, and then I sit and listen to a, I do my own remote learning from five thirty to eight twenty. And that man will not let us go before eight twenty. Mm -hmm. He is a timely man. So how many nights a week did you have to do that? It was at least two. I had two. I was taking two classes a semester um, and I would rush. Well, it was there were about five thirty or six to to about nine. Then did you have to go to Chapel Hill to do it? No, or no, did no. You do it online this this was uh, no, this was not. This was face. This was face to face. I'm still working in Ariston. Um, so I would bell ring, get my stuff, go to class, sit in the classroom. Um, two days a week. I, and I think the thing I'd love for people, kids to understand from this, like two different things here is that one, sometimes when you want to set a goal, it's hard work. And two, just because you start with one career doesn't mean you stay with one career. Right. Life is a process. It's all about a process. Right. So, right. Now, what are some things like, do you, are you, I know you're glad you made the change, but mm -hmm. if you were giving advice to somebody who's thinking about like, I need to make a switch, I want to do something different. What are some things you think to listen to your instinct. What are some thing, advice you would give about that? Um, my number one, my number one, mainly is if if you really want it, don't let anything tell you no. Right? Time. I know time is is a is a big factor in our lives, but if you want it, if you really want it, you're gonna have to work for it. it may take you a little extra time. You may have to do it one at a time, and, and but just kind of go for it put your whole self into it um, and it will make you better. It'll make you better in a lot of different areas. Um, and time management, honestly, uh, again, it's something that we teach to our, our students. Um, it is something that as a person I've had to, to, to deal with. Um, and these aren't skills that we just say, Hey, this is what you should do because this is what we tell people in high school. No, these are life skills that you need. Um, that you will need for the rest of your life. So, yeah. It is true. Yeah. It is true. Because, like, I know, like, I had a something due last night at UN, for my UNCG class. And I just, I mean, I just, I really enjoy, as you and I discussed, watching <laughs> football in the afternoon. And then my daughter came to visit. So I had to really go lock in to get that done. But I've learned, like, okay, next week, I need to get things done earlier. So I'm not in that position. I just think it's, I, I, I think students don't understand when we are telling them it is a life skill that you'll use for the rest of your life. Mm hmm we're not joking about yeah, right. there is no joke. And right. you know, that's one of the hard things I think with remote learning is, is doing that skill, developing that skill set. Yep. So, so how, so you went to Chapel Hill. How did you, where was your first counseling job after that? Was it here or well, somewhere else? Well, my first counseling position was in Chapel Hill. It was okay. at Phillips middle school in uh, Chapel Hill. Okay. Um, yeah, it was Phillips middle school. I was there for two and a half years, maybe two and a half. Um, 
it was it was amazing. It was it was a really great experience. Um, it, it it was um, it was a great experience. I have I have, it's I got to do some things that um, really challenged me um, to think outside of the box. Um, got to put in some programming that was. I had liked and I had think, thought about it. I had actually the principal there was the principal at Harrison. And then when he left to go to Chapel Hill, I also went as well. Um, and we put in some things. I think we implemented a house system there, um, you know, like Harry Potter. Right. Um, that was well received. It was kind of a way to um, help kids um, gravitate towards each other. Um, we were really big on... Um, the social aspect of middle school about how um, school in general, like your social life, who you feel connected to um, helps um, with your um, achievement. Because if you feel like you're out and doing it all alone, you feel lonely. That's when those issues come in and, and you can kind of break down when you feel like you don't have anybody to, to talk to. There's no one close to, there's no one you're with to, to kind of reach the same goal. Um, so yeah, I, the kids loved it. It was it was great. Um, so yeah, that's it. So, so what? How did you get to Northwest? What was the path that brought you to Northwest? Um, so I just had you know, um, it was um, just an opportunity that came up. Um, I reached out for it. Um, I actually came in the middle. It was a, right before registration when I came, uh -huh. made that transition. Um, so it was trial by fire, but um, I really love high school and this, this experience in this community. And it's, it's been, it's been a great, 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 great experience. And so you're pretty excited this year because your daughter is joining Northwest. Yes. yes. So that's, so what, so how has that been? I mean, I know it's challenging because she's not here, here, mm -hmm. But how how has that been for her and for the two of you so far to have that have that bond? Um, so far, so good. Um, so far, so good. I, I, I so far, so good. There's no, <laughs> um, and again, like I, you know, with all parents, I think we're whether you're you're, you're as close as I am to, to to my daughter or whatever, you still have parents. You still parent. Um, you know, there's still some things, if she saw me in the hallway, she probably wouldn't act like she knew me. So, you know, that's okay. So, uh, so far, so good. Um, and we'll see what happens when we come back, uh, into school. So I'd like to go, I'd like to go back for a second and, and talk to you about growing up in Greensboro. Okay. I love Greensboro. We've been here since 1999 and I like, so my kids have grown up in Greensboro. So I think for you, what are you looking back at your childhood growing up in Greensboro? What would you think might be like a Mount Rushmore childhood memories, like things you think define growing up in Greensboro, like, or for you and your family, some big important things that were part of your family culture traditions. Um, so I, I was a, um, I was still kind of am a comic book nerd and a video game player. So like, um, there were, there were arcades that were at, um, there were two malls here at one point, it was Carolina circle mall. Um, and then there was a uh, four seasons mall, four seasons had a arcade that we would love to, 
to partake in. Um, there was also uh, a comic book store. Oh, I forget the name. It was it wasn't Cole Mills. It was a mill. Um, it was over by um, UNCG. I forget the name of the street. Oh, it was uh, it was a mill, and they had stores in there. And I remember going. It was over Spring Garden. Yes, it was over. Yes, yes. It, yes. They had the old mill. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and we would go in. I was like every Sunday, and we would go and we would buy books and we would buy um, comic books. So it was those books that you would get. Like if you make the decision, turn to this page. Oh, choose your own adventure. Yes, choose page. your own adventure books and um, comic books. And I remember like loving comic books. And I remember I got, I still have the comic book. Um, the death of Superman, right? I think it was the first time. Um, <laughs> no spoilers. No, no, I was, no I was no spoilers. Um, and um, I think I still have it wrapped in plastic. Um, and also got baseball cards. So yeah, that that was my memory of like when I was a kid. Kid, kind of like Greensboro was just kind of um, comic books video games yeah that was kind of kind of it yeah going to do that now yeah. did you did you like baseball was that something did you go I to any like that um, that was the hornets probably when you were growing up mm -hmm. did you go over to the did you ever go to the games so at that point i don't what was it i think it was the greensboro bats okay so the bats it was okay. the bats no we didn't ever get a chance to to go to any of those games unfortunately um but i got to play some baseball um and it was we kind of had a thriving baseball community around for a while, but um, yeah. So, what other sports did you play? Um, I played football um, and was a wrestler, which I, I actually went back to coach at Dudley for six years. Um, we got all the way to the uh, dual team state championship and lost to to Parkland. I can't even remember the year. I think it was, geez. I can't remember the year. I could throw it out there, but it's there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, athletics were a big part of my life and still are. Well, if you did baseball, football, and wrestling, you were doing year-round sports yep. because that was pr pretty much yep. you're going from one season to the next. Yep. So what was what were some different skill sets that you had to use for different sports? Like how did those different – the different because, like, I think football is a lot of team. Mm -hmm. Wrestling is much more, I think, probably individual mm -hmm. – and then baseball, it's a team, but it's it's a combination of those things because your work is the solo thing at the batting and your fielding, but you still have to communicate on the field. I think that there is more team in wrestling than we realize. How uh, so? Um, so, for example, um, you get points in wrestling depending on what the outcome, right? So, like, depending on if it's a pin, um, you get pinned or you pin someone else or um, whether it's a major fall, well, a major, if you get majored, which is winning by a certain amount of points, or if you just win. So, like, the point values do change. So, if I don't get pinned, <laughs> I'm helping my team out because, right. you know, those are points that I keep it on the board. Or if I know this kid is way, way better than me, then that's something that I could do. Or if I know I, I'm way better than this kid, way better than this other, um, my opponent, I'm trying to pin, or if I can't pin, at least I can try to major. So again, there, there are different there, ways you could do in your match, even if correct. you knew it was not going to be a favorable correct. outcome for you. You, you could try still... to avoid certain things to give them more. Points. Correct. Got it. Got correct. it. Got it. Yep. So, well, um, that's like 
tennis, I played tennis and that was more, you know, you, you had to win your match. Everybody right. depended on you to win your match, but it's like, it didn't matter if I won, whatever the outcome was is it, but if I got spanked, eight <laughs> of, it didn't matter. <laughs> and sometimes, unfortunately, when we had to play some of the other schools, which are much better at tennis, that was probably the, the thing. Okay. So tell us about, you know, going to school at Dudley or your, your school experience. Do you have a teacher that you really look back on that think defined you as an as a learner and as a teacher yourself? Absolutely. Um, there are two. One of them was um, he's actually the principal now at Weaver Academy, Dr. John Carlos Miller. My son, he was the principal at Grimsley. Yes, he is a great guy. Yes, he was my science teacher. He was my um, he taught he's physical science and chemistry. And he was a really big influence on my life. I would actually go back when he was an assistant principal and ask him for help when I was having some issues in chemistry. Um, by the way, the chemistry you are in now is not like the chemistry you're going to have when you go to college, just to put that out there. Um, also, um, Mr. a guy named Mr. Joey Hussey. Um, he was a huge influence. He was actually another science teacher. Um, he would, he was the one who would always, I was a pretty quiet kid. Um, and he was the one who would kind of always ask, you doing okay? How's everything? I would go in his room. He, they would play chess, things of that nature. Um, he, he was a bodybuilder. <laughs> he was, he taught, he was an earth and environmental science teacher as well. Um, yeah, science teacher. I guess I have this thing for science teachers. Um, yeah, he was a really, really, really good influence. And I remember like wrestling and, you know, you would have to have these times where you would um, have to cut weight or make sure you're maintaining weight. And, you know, he would always check on me and make sure I was doing OK. Well, um, I think the cutting weight would be pretty challenging. Um, yeah, it, it was. But um, it's kind of one of those the mental game of things like you can't eat your uh, candy bars or can't eat, you know, sometimes <laughs> something's good for dinner, but you have to go to the salad. So, yeah. Yeah, it can, it can, it can be tough. All right, talking about food like that. Now, do you get, like, when you go back home, to, when you see your, pa your parents around, mm -hmm. is there something that you're, a go-to meal that you love for your mom to make for you? Oh, absolutely. Macaroni and cheese and, and chicken. Absolutely. Does she fry the chicken? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's my go-to. I think I, I have a birthday coming up, and that's what my birthday meal will be. So, yeah. The macaroni. Uh, yep. I love a good yep. thing of macaroni and cheese. Yep. Now, thinking about, like, I guess thinking about the food places in Greensboro, like, one of the things I think that I – Greensboro has a great I and mean, a great variety of restaurants, I think. So, my husband and I were actually talking about this yesterday. I was like, when this thing is – this daggone pandemic is over, what, where do we want to go? Eat? Like, what – like, because – we're not people, we're not going into restaurants right now. I don't mm -hmm. know. That kind of freaks me out a little bit still, but <laughs> we do take out or we might go sit outside. But like there are a couple places like I cannot wait to go back and sit in the restaurant and experience it. How about you for you and your family? Oh, there absolutely. Are a couple places that you can't wait to go back and go see um, and go do. So like a, like one place that we could take out from there a lot, but we haven't like we haven't sat in the restaurant. Um, Hops Burger Bar. Yes. That's 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 a go to. It's, it's almost addictive. Um what else? There are a lot of places. I, I, um, again. Now, what do you like at Hops? What's your favorite burger? Oh, it's um, the classic, without a doubt, the classic. Um, what are some other places that we've, we've kind of missed? Um, 
there's one, what is it? Uh, Filling station. Yes. Um, missed, missed that a lot. That's that's pretty good. It's very small in there, so they don't get a lot of people in there. Um, but they do have some outside seating. Um, what else? There are some. There are some really great quintessential places. I can't really think of them all right now. Again, it's just they just kind of come up. Um, I could tell you one that that's actually out here in Oak Ridge that was back in Greensboro. Bill's Pizza was like a go-to for us. Like it was. Um, Super great, you know, when it was down, it was still in Greensboro. That was awesome. Love that place. Um, it's far for me right now, right. but um, it's absolutely amazing. Love that place. It was always a, a go-to. Like, there's nothing else like it. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a, there's a lot of great places to go. And, and, and again, of course, me, being the, the video game guy I am, I'm missing my, my, my arcade places, uh, but... Yeah, I can't wait for them to open back up. <laughs> I know. That's the kind of thing. Like, I think, like, I miss, like, one of the things we were talking about that I miss is going out for a good breakfast. <laughs> like, I can make a grill. I mean, but, like, the gravy. Oh, yeah. The hash browns. Oh, yeah. Like, the, I cannot. Oh, yeah. It's like, but it is kind of sad. One of our favorite places to go, Smith Street Diner. Oh, Shut down. Yeah, and that's, like, a, 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 ca a casualty of the yes, pandemic. And yeah. that makes me sad their, about that. But, their orange juice was probably the best I ever had oh my in my gosh. life. That was good orange, orange juice. Orange juice and the, and the corned beef hash. The big biscuit. Yeah big business yeah. so that's one of the things i'm looking forward to is going somewhere for a really good breakfast yeah and there was another place i don't know if it was a casualty but it was in high point um carter brothers yes yeah i don't know if that yeah that was a really good place too so. things it's, it's 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 tough now i'd like if you to ch change gears here for a minute sure, one of the sure. things that i know you're really passionate about here in northwest mm -hmm. is the you are our chair of the equity you and Ms. Dayton, I believe, yes. the co-chair of the equity yes. team. Can you just tell the community a little bit about what the equity team, like goals of the equity team, and what like you have as a vision for equity here at Northwest High School? Um, so uh, the the goals and the vision, for the most part, are to um, make sure that opportunities and access for all students is available, right? No matter of race no matter of socioeconomic class, um, that everyone still has, that there are not any, um, uh, honestly, they're called opportunity gaps because I, I definitely feel like all students can succeed if they're given the opportunity. Um, and some students have not gotten the opportunity because um, something or another. Um, so the goal is that to make sure that A, that there are not opportunity gaps, be that um, all students feel safe at Northwest um, and that it's not a place where they come to feel as if it will be um, a place where it is they'll be harassed, demeaned by um, the way they look, by um, who they love or who they um, who they are as a person. Um, we just want to make sure that everyone gets, again, has equal access to everything. And um, I have a friend who, who wrote a um, his dissertation on social homelessness. Right. So we want to make sure that no one here feels socially homeless. Um, that that's a great phrase. Everyone has a has a has a place. 
um, and that they can succeed because again, we have the academics down. Um, but sometimes it breaks your heart about how, how our experience can differ from person to person, um, depending on certain factors. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the thing you could talk about, like a teacher and like some kid, like other schools where I've been, mm -hmm. like, you know, some kids could have a positive experience with a teacher. Like I know one year, my child had this great experience with a teacher. And then I talked to this other mom at the end of the year said that was the worst year my child had ever had. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm like, wow, I, you know, never thought about there's certain things you don't think about it because you, you have to learn to, I think, to develop empathy, to see other people's perspective. But right. it was like, I had no idea that that was going on, right. but you get, you just kind of have to learn. And I think as a teacher, I've learned to tr you, you try to learn to look and see all sides of the coin, all right. sides of the, of the, I guess it's the complicated dice here. We've got right. more than one side, but to try to help people. Right. Be, and I think that's important as an educator is to try to say, you know, comments we make, things we say, how is it viewed from lots of different perspectives right. and to be, to be willing to be called on it and say, right. Hey, I think that you, I've grown a lot as a, I've grown a lot as a person and an educator because people and parents want to say, let's talk about this right. and say, Oh wow. I had no idea. Right. And it's like, I know you didn't have any idea, but I know you're teachable. So let's talk about right. how you can be better at that. Right. So I think that's where I hope that we can all come as a place to be teachable and to grow so that we can have that. So there's not, people here don't feel socially homeless. And I, and I, I feel like that's kind of, again, one of our, our goals is to kind of teach teachers and students how to, how to be teachable, how to be, be empathetic, right? Like we can't walk in someone else's, we basically how to, to kind of put yourself in someone else's shoes for a moment to kind of say, I see how that would affect me. How can I change that? Um, how can I change that? Um, because again, I feel like a lot of it is is education. Um, and again, it, it's it's just seeing everybody as, as a person, as a whole person and knowing that um, they deserve to be loved and they deserve to be valued um, and that we all have a place here. I'm really, I, I'm, I appreciate you inviting me to join that team. I think we're going to do a lot of great things there. I, I feel like there's a lot of things to do and I can't wait to see how, I just can't wait. I'm so excited about that. All right. We're going to wrap, get ready to wrap up here. But first of all, we're going to like, we'll end with um, something I know is near and dear to your heart, yeah. which is the NFL. How did your fantasy football team do? Um, this is the we're taping this. It's just the first, the Monday after the first weekend. So, people um, so far, so good. Honestly, I didn't, my team scored a lot of, lot more points than I thought they would. Aaron Rodgers balled out yesterday. Um, and I think that's going to carry me to the win. However, the Saints didn't have Michael Thomas and they didn't do as well as I thought they would have. Well, at least, at least he didn't. I'm, 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 I'm having some questions about Drew here. Well, my son had Michael Thomas on his team. Mm -hmm. It took a huge hit yesterday. Yep. He took a huge hit. He's like, "What?" So anyway, it, it was a, it, it, it was a sad day. And he's a Bengals fan. And with that kicker pulled his hamstring, kicking that line after yeah. Joe Burrow did the work and drove him yeah. down that field. My son was just like, it was just, it was, yeah. it was like the Thunder losing a couple weeks ago. Yeah. There has not been a lot of joy <laughs> in our house in in the sports front. So. My team is coming down to the wire. We are projected like 0.5 from oh, each other. Yes. I'm done. He's got three more. He's got Barkley. He's got um, Connor and the Denver defense tonight. So anyway, that's, 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 <laughs> but anyway, I'm hopeful I've got enough margin to pull it out, to pull it out. So before we go though, I'd love for you to give some parting words of encouragement 
like to, to the to the community things you would encourage kids to do to plug in to feel part of the community even though we're apart um i would say that you know um i know it's a rough time right now um i would say reach out to your friends make sure that you are um, taking good care of yourself um the screen don't spend too much time around the screen because that actually it's not good for you. <laughs> it's not good for you. Um, even if you have to do work, sometimes you need to stand up, get out, take a break. It's okay to take care of you, right? Um, I'd also say um, we have some, um, we have clubs who are coming up that are kind of revamping about how they, they, they meet. Um, so that'll still be something that you can do to stay connected, um, stay connected to your teachers, right? So like, um, stay connected to them. Um, I know it's really, really weird to kind of, um, you know, get to know people in your class, especially when you're like, you just know them by what happens in, um, virtual land. Um, but again, I would say, you know, you you would have your, it's time to kind of make make those try to make those experiences a little bit more intentional um and I, I again i know it can be awkward especially like with freshmen where you don't know anybody but um try to make those more intentional try to make um exchanges with your teachers more intentional again they're 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 going through the same things you are <laughs> trust me okay <laughs> yeah anybody who says that virtual that teachers or students have an easier time with virtual learning they do real school than traditional school they don't know what they're talking about. right it, it right. is it is complicated and i do say i think teachers would appreciate an email yes reaching out because we miss we miss seeing kids yes we're seeing kids i'm going to put in two shameless plugs oh, for the library ahead. because i've got people one you're talking about n minimizing screen we do have library curbside delivery that's open back up so you can go on to our school webpage onto the media pop spot there's a place where you can reserve books i will deliver them to your car you do not have to get out i'll wear a mask all that stuff it's very safe and we've got programming every wednesday we are going to have some sort of programming in the library in not in the library but for students like this week we've got tri i mean we're going to have trivia some weeks. We're going to have adulting 101, like in October. We're going to have how to make a quesadilla. Ooh. So we're going to learn to teach skills that you may need to have before you go off into the real world. I think I might need to go to that class. Well, <laughs> I have, I'm doing that class because a year and a half ago, my son called me at work and said, when I was working at my other school and said, I need, he had a schedule where he was online half time and home half the time. I mean, at school half the time. And he said, I, I want to make lunch. I'm hungry. How do I make a quesadilla? And I started going through and he's like, wait a minute, where's the pan? <laughs> so I had to stop. <laughs> you open this drawer. I mean, there's lots of things you have to do. So that's where I've learned, like, after sending now two kids off to the world, what are some things we can do? <laughs> so we will be having cooking classes and we're going to have a fantasy football chat once a Ooh. month. So we can talk about, people can talk about things, roster moves they might want to make oh, with before you make yeah. them for the weekend with people that you're not competing against. Like oh, I know yeah. my son and husband steered me wrong on a move I wanted to make this weekend because they're competing against me and they really, Oh yeah. so anyway, no, I should have listened to my gut yeah, instead of them. Yeah. But anyway, so it's a place to have <laughs> chat with people that you don't have to worry about beating. So anyway, Mr. Murphy, thank you so much for joining us on Voice of the Vikings. Oh, thank Thanks you. for all you do for the Northwest community. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much.